coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode, what is this, five, six? I think we're on six. Yeah, maybe. of the Mike and Rob podcast. It is a lovely Wednesday afternoon. We are coming to you late because uh, Rob has had crap to do. Lots of crap to do. Lots of new house crap to do. So how's the new house crap? In my new house. How's that going? Oh, you know, well, we're all moved in to the new place. And do we love it? Yeah, it's pretty good. When I say we, I don't mean me because I'm not involved in that. Yeah, well, you mean the royal we. Yeah, the the royal you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... We have a lot to talk about because uh, I have been kind of doing this little thing where I've been collecting. We have a Tumblr page now. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's MikeRobPodcast.tumblr.com, but it's not really even for the listeners. They can check it out if they want, but it's mostly a place for me to grab stuff that I've been... Um, first of all, I follow other podcasts, so they show up on my Tumblr page there, but it's mostly for um, other people to... or Whenever an article pops up that I want to talk about during the podcast, I'll throw it in here and just have a reference to it for later. Cool. So... We're gonna. It's like a third dimension to our podcast, with the first two dimensions being sound, 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 and Tumblr. The (laughs) The the first two. The three dimensions of any podcast. The first two are both sound. Yes. Why? I don't know. How can the first two rules of Fight Club be no talking about Fight Club? Shh. Sorry. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Were you the one that told me about Polite Club? No. What's, what's Polite Club? <laughs> the first two rules of, of Polite Club. You do not talk about Polite Club unless somebody asks you nicely or it fits in well to the conversation. <laughs> That's very polite. Um, well, I, I'm going to dive into... Some, so, so we have you know, a Facebook page. We have a Yah- uh, Yahoo. No, we don't have anything on Yahoo. <laughs> we have a um, uh, Twitter page. We have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. Um, we have our own website, which is uh, on my company website, MediaWorksVideo.com. Um, but it's hidden in there. So you have to go to MediaWorksVideo.com slash Mike Rob Podcast. Yeah, you'll find a secret passage. You there's... pull the book on the bookshelf and it slides over. No, no, no. You pull the bust of Shakespeare's no? head back and hit the button. Oh, it's very Batman of you. Yeah. It's very Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, it's, Batman is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> Your spirit guide is the Batman Exactly But he's a man But he's a bat But he's a man And he's a bat He's, he's not, not man really, bat. He's actually not really bat at all It's He's just a man dressed as a bat But his spirit is Never mind I'll get into that in a different book. That'd be like if I dressed up as a kangaroo And said I'm half man half kangaroo Which I'm really not That'd be kind of neat But kind I don't of. think it'd be a very good uh, superhero. Would it be a kangaroo? A mangaroo? A man, mangaroo. Mangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Roaming the plains of Concord. <laughs> the mangaroo. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> the mangaroo is coming. <laughs> We, he wants your Cheetos. We better get out of here. <laughs> what's no. happening to Rob? <laughs> he's, he's growing a pouch. What's happened to Rob? <laughs> exactly. So um, thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen, even though very few people are listening to this so far. So what we've been trying to do, or I've been trying to do, is to uh, bring up uh, some, some things that are more topical so we can uh, have a broader audience here. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is, have you heard the latest rumors about ACDC? I hadn't heard anything about ACDC. Okay, so I'm going to read to you a couple articles here and, um, just to scare you a little bit about what's going on. Um, I'm not scared. UltimateClassicRock.com, or UCR, as they often call themselves, okay. uh, reported, and this is maybe, gosh, maybe a couple weeks old by this point, maybe a week and a half old, ACDC are reportedly not yet ready to call it quits, that's the latest news they have after a story broke last night, which was April 14th at this point, that suggested that they were planning to retire effective immediately because Billboard.com um, uh, got the denial from unnamed insiders. So somebody inside the inner circle of ACDC said it's not true, but here's what the rumors were. Um, it had been hinted, but not again confirmed, that uh, a personal reason was causing ACDC to, um, let's see, where is it? 
the there's uh, not even a direct quote from the band itself, but uh, industry publication Billboard says in no uncertain terms, there's no truth to the rumors that uh, I can't even find the rumors now. <laughs> Malcolm Young, maybe highlight a second. Then Malcolm Young, who is uh, our favorite ACDC guitarist. Uh, Angus Young's brother, his older brother Malcolm, uh-huh. was ready to retire for personal reasons, and that the five men in the band had a pact that prohibits the band from continuing uh, in the event of a member's departure. Which I kind of dig, like <laughs> which they kind of broke about thirty-four years ago. Yes, but they've they've since maybe ten years ago made that pact. <laughs> oh, okay. So they always so they. It wasn't a pact that started when Bon Scott was in the band, <laughs> no, I take it. It was uh, probably a more recent one, and they said, look, this is it. If anything else happens to our lineup, we won't be a band anymore. <laughs> look, this is it. We're all 80 to 85 years old. If if one of us like uh, you know retires, maybe we should all Right, retire. and that would be the end of the band. But uh, this really started uh, people freaking out a little bit on the web. So basically someone inside the uh, band, we don't know who, some insider said, no, there's no truth to the rumors. Okay, well, good. Right? Uh, Yeah, good. Great. Okay. Then we got more news. A couple days later, a friend says uh, that ACDC's Malcolm Young is, quote, unable to perform anymore. So then uh, they came forth and ACDC rhythm guitarist Malcolm Young will reportedly not be able to perform with the band again due to an unspecified serious illness, according to a friend and fellow musician. Speaking to ABC Radio, Choir Boys singer, I don't know that band at all, Mark Gable, Gable, Gable. Gap, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> who reportedly has been uh, friends with Malcolm and his bandmate and brother Angus for years, shared the bad news uh, and said that it is true Malcolm is sick, from what I understand. And it's even been even, let's see, it's even been confirmed in part by his son, Ross Young. It would appear Malcolm is unable to perform anymore. It's not just that he is unwell, it's that he, it is quite serious. And I will con- constitute that he definitely won't be able to perform live. He will probably not be able to record. So according to the time of this article, Australian News Radio blah, 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 reported that ACDC would never perform or record again. Dang it. But then, and, the, and but the, then of course, insiders said there is no truth to that story. So what? And they haven't left us with enough albums yet. Well, we kind of want one. Wouldn't you want... I mean, you didn't even listen to the last I, one, I'm I mean, sure. come on. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know I love ACDC. Like, yep. One of your favorites, band. right? From the old days, anyway. But a lot of their songs really sound similar. Yep. And that's so why we love them. I don't them. think we really need more music out of them. I mean, I think I think it'd be great if they just retired, to be honest. Well, would you want them to put out one last big album, one go on one last big tour? Well, yeah, but it's that was like, like this is our last one. Would you prefer that? I think I would. I don't know, maybe like Motley Crue's doing. Yeah, exactly. This is it, baby. We're done. But like a big going out strong kind of thing. So only, the next only if it didn't suck, and there's just no guarantee that not that the, it would nothing suck. they've done. Not that it would sucked. suck. Sorry, poor choice of words. But I mean that it would be. Uh, a good out, like a great album. They'd have to put out a great album. I wouldn't want them to put out anything unless they were like, you know what, this this thing is really awesome. Or sorry, you know, this thing is really, really awesome. Is that your Australian accent? Crikey! <laughs> good on you. Look here, mate. This good album I- is really something banging. Good evening and good eye. Good eye. I can't even do an Australian accent. I've the only thing I can think of to do is to say uh, no. They have no. like a, a two-syllable word for no. I like, and it's I like got the an New, R in it. I like the New Zealand accent. They just basically put a lot of eyes and stuff. Like what? Like, I, he was going down to the steer. <laughs> the steer? Is that the store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the AC Kiwi. ACDC's a roking bane. <laughs> so uh, the, the next uh, rumor came a day or two later that said the band has announced that guitarist Malcolm Young is taking a leave of absence because of poor health. Uh, earlier, the singer Brian Johnson described the illness as debilitating, and uh, I think rumors came along that it was a stroke. Um, singer Brian Johnson described the disease as lame. <laughs> totally sucking. And not cool. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to get make it into a long story short here, but... Too late. Uh, <laughs> I kind of had it set up so it would be like 14 articles of back and forth. We're done. We're over. No, we're not. We're coming back for a tour. Uh, all this stuff. So anyway, Brian Johnson says we are not retiring, and I believe they are expected to uh, go into the studio, record, maybe even tour 
with or without Malcolm. So they're breaking that. Um, they're breaking the pact. The pact. But it's an ACDC pact. <laughs> you don't just break ACDC pacts. I guess, but I've never really been in an ACDC pact before, so I don't really know. Oh, you just don't break those. It just. You don't. <laughs> Those are strong pacts. Like you, it's like some sort of a super pact. You lose your soul or something. <laughs> um, so I I told you before that I uh, have been uh, listening to this other podcast called. Uh, we're switching, you, switching gears here. Yeah, I think we're done with that one okay. article. But okay. the you talking you two to me podcast. Yeah, and it's uh, this guy Scott Ackerman. Yeah, and that's uh, Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, from Parks and Rec fame and uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers and other things. Yeah, so I, it's really the, funny because the younger, they... The younger brother, Derek. Right. And they may, Derek Huff. They may or may not ever get to the album that they're talking about. They try to do one album per episode. And sometimes <laughs> they just talk such crap forever. Uh, the most recent episode they did was on pop. And so I wanted to do a quick review of pop in an homage to their podcast, which is really cool. And talk briefly for a few minutes here about our experiences with that album because that's kind of the album where i really um started paying attention to them full on yeah and that was but you were <laughs> that earlier was kind or... of the you're talking about missed experiences i mean oh yeah because you didn't get to <laughs> go to that out on the pop tour which was like totally amazing not even just the pop tour the pop mart tour oh excuse me so i guess you... if i had gone i probably would have remembered that do you remember where they announced the tour yeah, it was in a Kmart. Yes, it was in a Kmart. I'd forgotten about that until they talked about it on this podcast. I'd forgotten um, about it until you mentioned it. Tell me how you got into U2 in the first place. Uh, my brother was into U2. Let's talk about it, your brother, because in the very first episode, you mentioned you have a sister, but you haven't talked much about your brother. And I will preface this with the fact that we're in only a few months since he, your brother passed away. Well, actually, it'll be, it'll be a year in next Oh, week. my God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so tell me a little bit about your brother, so the audience has some context for that. Uh, he was he was my older brother. He was thirteen years older than me. Uh, half same, brother. Yeah, same yeah. dad, different moms. Right, and I have the um, same thing. I have a half brother named Eric. Same dad, different mom. Yeah, but different people. High five, <laughs> Eric's go, Eric's. <laughs> um, so tell me about your brother. What I mean, he was thirteen years older, so growing, and he he was in the yeah, house he, when you were he growing always, up. Always like introduced me to the cooler new stuff. Uh, he helped get me into rock and roll. He was obviously a major influence on that. You know, he played when I was growing up. You know, I was five. He was eighteen, so he was obviously he was playing a lot of music in the house all the time. So heard a lot of Police, a lot of uh, Big dire Police, Straits. U two was another one. So was he into U two? Um, I don't think I really knew that he was into U two. You know, I don't remember him playing as much U two until like they got into like Octung Baby and stuff. Okay, the nineties. So yeah, he he got he really got me into that. And I I know a lot of people talk smack about how like Octung Baby is when they weren't as good anymore. You know, it wasn't that Joshua yeah. Tree sound. And I totally disagree. So like, the guys, on I, this... don't get me wrong. I love the Joshua Tree album. Amazing album. Yeah. But Octung Baby was just like such a, a it was another paradigm planet. shift for them. Totally. That it was, and it was just so awesome. It was just so, like so rock and roll. It was, it was great. Well, and I think what's interesting because these these guys on this podcast that I listened to, uh, they they grew up with War, Unforgettable Fire as yeah. being like that's how they were introduced to you two, mm-hmm. and to us that was somewhere in the background, but we didn't know who that band was when we were five, you know, yeah, four and five. Um, and Joshua Tree, we still, maybe we heard the songs on the radio, but we didn't, again, we weren't paying attention to who that band was and we weren't following bands. Um, I remember getting into them because I saw the video for, and my neighbor, Tom, that I told you about, who is a follower on our Facebook page. Hey, Tom, um, got the single for Mysterious Ways. And this was circa 1991, I believe. Yeah, that was a great song. Everyone knows that one. It's probably my favorite one because it's just the most definitive U2 song of that era, of the 90s, maybe. Yeah. And, um, and they still, you'll, that song will turn, tune into any, like, I don't I hate to say classic rock, but they'll probably play it on almost any classic rock station these days. Yeah, uh, they could. Every I day. I don't hear it too often. Well, you I don't think, listen to radio all I think day long. The, I listen to quite a bit of radio. I'm just saying... On a, I don't listen on to a, it all day long, no. But right, so I'm just saying. In although any given while I day, was while I was painting my house and doing all, all kinds of house chores, 
there was quite a bit of radio going on. Right. And you get to hear a lot of the same songs over and over, over, and over again. And I so. think Myst- Mysterious Ways is one of those songs that will be played on a given rock station once a day in, anywhere in America. So even though, yes, Joshua Tree might be the most popular in some respects, this one was the one that really came out as the yeah, ultra you're probably cool. almost more likely to hear Where the Streets Have No Name right, or sure. With or Without You on, sure. on said but radio station. To people who were born in 1980, like we were, and coming into our own as young, I hate to say young adults, but almost preteens, really, and where you start paying attention to bands and getting into a certain kind of music, that was very cool to us. Yeah. So then we're in high school. Um, I got, you know, remember those uh, CD delivery catalogs you could get for, you know, oh, you get va- the first vaguely, 10, yeah, the first 10 really. CDs for a penny. And then every other oh, CD. Oh, yeah, like Columbia House? Yeah, it was like the Columbia oh, House Oh, man, thing. Columbia House, man. I, they they were annoying. I think if you didn't send them something back saying, don't send me anything, they, they would you. automatically send you something. And it came with a bill. Yeah. And, and I, I was 14. It's like I have no contractual obligation to anything, but I felt like I was in trouble if I didn't send back everything or I pay did, for it right away. I did a VHS one. Ooh. for them yeah it it helps spark my movie collection oh that's cool because yeah it was that thing it was like pick eight vhs tapes for a penny you're like a penny so i'm like sweet <laughs> and i joined the Deal club the century i joined the club understanding that like they were gonna send me videos and i had to buy more right and i was cool with that i was like i'll just bide my time but i was really lazy about sending in the don't send me anything card you you were lazy <laughs> i know stick with me here <laughs> Um, this premise doesn't even work for me. Yeah, I got over it. This is before I like really honed in on my willpower and <laughs> became the go-getter that you are today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, they would send me the VHS tape every month, and I would always open it, see what it is, and most of the time it was some crap I didn't care about. So, so they would... send you totally random things. They didn't even do any kind of thing like they could do today on the Internet where they like figure out your personality and the kind of movies you like. They just sent yeah whatever. It was like whatever the feature movie, like the new movie yeah. that came out that month or that week, whatever. <laughs> like that's what they would send you. They were, they would feature a movie. Here you like reality bites, don't you? I'm twelve. Yeah, I actually I that was probably like seventeen or eighteen. Oh okay, like, I was a little bit older. Well, I was twelve. So when, I would when I did the Columbia House thing, and I got I got the um and this no I should I should say I was probably around fourteen fifteen maybe even 16, and I got the Octung Baby album. I didn't know the chronology of the other albums, really. Uh, it was the first YouTube album I ever had. And, uh, and Zuropa came out somewhere in there, but I never really, I didn't catch on to that. So when Disco Tech, the first single, came along, and there was a cool, crazy, wacky video for that, and uh, that was a really strange video. Really strange, but how did I know? Because I didn't have the background in U2 yet. Yeah. But... Of- can you imagine like someone like them following them for so many years, like, and then that video comes right. out? Right. So like, I know for dude, for people like uh, Adam and Adam, as they call themselves on here, it's Scott or uh, Scott. It's Scott. It's what they call themselves. It's Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman, or they just refer to themselves as Adam Scott Ackerman um, <laughs> as like one entity. Um, they think that that's all crazy weird, but because I had no other context to push it against and say this isn't right, this isn't yeah. my U two. It was my U two. And um, and between the time that that single came out and then the album came out and then I went to the concert, I think I bought all their albums in that time. Huh. So I went back and learned everything about you two. Okay. That I could up until there, and I think I bought the Zuropa album the day before the concert. Yeah, I don't think I had albums prior. I don't think I've owned an album prior to uh, um, Joshua Tree. Oh, you got to get War. Yeah, War is like. In fact, as these guys were reviewing albums, they're like, "War might be the most perfect album you two ever did." Like, it doesn't have a, a stinker on it. Huh. Every other album has something where you go, "Eh, skip it," you know, or something weird on it. But they were like, "I think War might be the one that is perfect yeah, from see, beginning to see, end." See for me, like Octung Baby, even Zeropa, and even Pop. Like, I like, I like has, every song on all those albums. Zeropa has stuff that I, I will know. Skip. I'm like, the Wanderer. They thought the Wanderer was the greatest song. It's the last song on Zeropa. I like that song. The and one with Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash singing it. I'm like, no, I thank you. Went out walking. That's it. Under the. <laughs> I don't even know the rest of the words. As soon as I heard, I went out walking. I would end the CD. 
Oh, see, I like that song. It was just kind of weird, but like at the same time, had a well, kind it sounded of a, like a bad a country cool song tone to it. I don't know. I, they, I don't know what it was about that song that I really liked. Yeah. So, so when I got bung, pop, bung, what did you bung, think of pop bung, when that bung, first bung, came out? How did that? Bung, bung, in fact, I remember going to. I bought it at. Bung, 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 where did I buy it? Bung, bung, where? Bung, bung. Kmart. Where? I don't remember. Where? Kmart. I don't know. Where? Oh, the warehouse. The warehouse. <laughs> How long were you going to do that before they I did finally it, figured it out? They did it longer than that, and the guy didn't figure it out on, on the other podcasts. So. What other? What? what the, the Scott Ackerman? Yeah, the, oh, okay. the, 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 the Scott and Scott podcast. Oh, okay. You talking, you two to me. So <laughs> Ackerman kept going, where? <laughs> where? <laughs> and Adam Scott was like, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Anyway, go listen to that podcast. It's a lot of fun. The Whorehouse. Um, yeah, so I go to the Warehouse and I bought the album. And I remember the guy, when I bought it, the guy was like, oh my God, this album. I bought it the day it came out. And the guy is going, this album is selling like crazy right now. He's like, you're the 50th per- person to come buy this album today or something like that. Yeah. So they said it was the fastest selling U2 album, I think, at the time. Um, what did you? What was your first uh, experiences or first impressions of that album? I, I, watching MTV and watching the video. Remember music videos, everybody? I remember MTV. Yeah, so they had a music video come out for Pop, and it was like this big reveal. For it was kind of, it was the like, whole album? Like a, no, no, just for that, that. For Discotech. Just for that video, for Discotech. Okay. And um, it was kind of like this Michael Jackson-style reveal with with MTV. You know, they used to do those Michael Jackson yeah. videos. Counting like, down. Coming up in like three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Michael Jackson video. It was like that with Pop on MTV. They are like, God, only a couple more days until we show the video. And then they, there was like, you know, this big reveal. When it they came don't out do that anymore at of all for not. anything. It's so sad. Um, well, how, when do they have time to show reality TV if they show music videos on music TV? <laughs> no, I mean, even on like websites. No, there's no band where they're like coming up the world premiere of the music video for the latest. Yeah, they used to anything. do that. They used to do that a lot. <sighs> that was that was the coolest. I mean, that and really Scream, got you. Michael Jackson yep. and Janet Jackson that came out. I'm. I'm trying to think of some other ones that are... I think that was, what, 97, 98? Somewhere in so there. So that's about the last time I remember that happening. Wasn't that the first video they spent, like, a million dollars to produce? Maybe. It was the first... Maybe it was $10 million I remember or it was, like, it was the, mo- the, it was fir- the, it was the most expensive. Mark Romanek made a couple of the most expensive videos. When he did The Perfect Drug for Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Not really. Okay, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool video. And he wanted to get the image of... Uh, what's his name from Nine Inch Nails? Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, yeah. Uh, breath coming out in a cold room but they were like well we could do it digitally and this is of course early digital and he went no it won't look right we need to build a freezer to shoot this scene in so they built this gigantic refrigerated room turned it cold enough to see his breath nobody else was allowed to breathe during that moment so (laughs) it would just be his breath okay everybody hold your breath (laughs) we're gonna roll for five minutes (laughs) how long is this song it's seven minutes and 30 seconds long ready go um no, but so people were just passing out left and right. So, you, so there was a countdown to the discotheque video, and you just kind of remember that as being your first impression of the album. Yeah, and you know it was a cool song. I remember listening to it as we drove around in my little 1979 faded yellow Toyota Corolla with the in the year 1997 the CD player that I had installed in it. Like, I remember that you used to take the face off of that. Is yeah. that the one you could take the face off to? Uh-huh. I know that was in the uh, the other car, but. Yeah, his so, lot of cars. Got to take the then. face off of that thing so no one will steal it. That's right. That is a bygone era. Because that thing was like anyone could have broken into that car. <laughs> you just opened the door, basically. It was, yeah, they, <laughs> it was not designed to keep people from stealing it. So uh, one of the things they did on that podcast, he, they used the looks of the car to prevent people from stealing it. <laughs> was there anything on the pop album you didn't like as far as songs? Oh, you know what? I lost my album for pop so long ago, and I'm so out of touch with the internet. I know you are. That, uh, you know, it's been a while. I can't remember every song that's on there. How about this one? This was the fourth track, and it was actually yeah, that one was... featured on um, the movie uh, Vim Vendor's... Uh, it was a remake of Vim Vendor's... Uh, what's the one when the angel comes back to life? Uh, the one with uh, Nicolas and then they Cage? Did the, they, yeah, City of Angels was yeah. the remake. So oh. this, was, this was in the City of Angels soundtrack, Nick Cage and Meg Ryan. And I was like, all right, it's a little it's, slow. It's all right. I mean, it's not a bad song. And then this was I like the beginning. It was kind of haunting and like, but melodic. Was... Yeah. 
with that like kind of U2 techno so sound that they yeah the drum sounds their, a little mechanical and just that sound they were putting into their albums in the 90s I, I don't know I love these albums I think this for me the chorus didn't pick it up enough and I'm fast forwarding through it here but it took it, I mean it didn't ever really get going but like yeah this is about as well it, yeah. it does come to a crescendo about up here let's see the Cartoon Network turns into the news, that area. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where do we go? So, one of the cool things they did on the... Um, and then they did like stuff like Miami, which was really weird. I liked Miami. I liked Please. I thought Please was a great Please song. Please is a very good song. And Wake Up Dead Man kind of bored me. But that was the last one. But this is Miami, a little bit of this. To me, I remember when the album came out, I thought to myself... With all these bands doing kind of techno-y sounds and um, electronic sounds, which was very big in the 90s, especially 1997. Yeah. I mean, you had... Um, who else did you have? Daft Punk was brand new at the time, maybe around 99. Yeah. Um, who else was out there doing crazy mechanical sound? The Prodigy. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails was doing it. But there were, Nine Inch Nails was doing it in a very melodic, consciously really good way. And I like when the guitar kicks in on this song, but... Um, I felt like pop was their way of going, let us show you how electronic music should be done. And Moby. Moby was, Moby was huge. He was huge. Or getting huge, anyway. Yeah. And I felt like, even with all the other Republica and all these other bands that were doing kind of electronic sounds, um, you know, Garbage was getting into that a bit. Yep. Garbage um, was big. And they started out with that. But uh, I felt like you 2 said, listen, everybody, we're going to show you how a masterpiece of electronica album art is done. And I felt like that's kind of what they were going for. Now, a lot of people will argue, oh, that's not even U2. That's not what a U2 should sound like and stuff like that. But I think it was a very of-the-day kind of album, but it, mm -hmm. it kicked ass. So one thing they did on the um, on the other podcast was they said, um, if you could remix U2's pop album, take off certain songs, add different songs, different versions of the songs, what would you put in? So I made my own. Mine starts off with... Yeah, the pop music. Pop music, a cover of the song by M. Which most 80s. people don't know. Don't even know the song. But this is what they would come out to. You you said you didn't get to go to the concert. I did. And I had good seats at the Pop Mart tour, too. Uh, this is what they would come out to. Yeah. This is what would start the show. And uh, I'll fast forward a little bit to get to the... It would get Where, up to this if sound. If you were going to put Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me in one of the albums... Zeropa. Yeah, I think so too. I w it would have been the bigger hit of Zeropa, but that's because it came out about that time. But I kind of like that it was the bridge. Well, like, Zeropa and Octung Baby were like right on top of each other, like. almost because they put they recorded it like just after the it was it was during a break in the tour that they recorded that the Zoo TV tour. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a bridge to the pop album in a way from Zeropa. Yeah. Hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. So they went full electronica, and I think taking the pop music as their anthem that brought them to the stage was so prolific and perfect. It was just, um, you know, they did this cool remix of it and Bono even sings on it a little bit. <laughs> he does this whole, yeah, dude, this totally takes this totally the nineties, late nineties. Totally. <laughs> Bono's got a little rap here. Yeah. So then I put in Discotech as track two, but I put in the Mike Hedges mix from the Best Of album. Yeah. And it has a little bit different opening here. I'll fast forward a little through it. And better vocals, I think. Okay. See, it doesn't kick in right away like the other one did. See, yeah, that's what I liked about the first one was there was but it kicks like, in. There was that like punch, like right in the beginning, the thing just got up and got going. But it did it in the middle of a verse, and I was like, that was a little weird. No, but this one they build up. It was perfect. See, I don't, I don't know, like oh, I just think this was such a reinvention for the band. It was just like a cool thing that they did. It was almost like a project. Yeah, they're like for the next ten years, we're just gonna like. Put out something completely different from anything we've ever done before. Well, I don't think they even planned it that way. I think no, I don't. they of course. planted an album at a time, maybe. But well, I remember that quote that um, what was it? Larry said um, it was in uh, was it in what was the movie they did? Rattle and Hum. Yeah, where he's they're traveling around. And he's just like, I it's just not fun anymore, you know. Yeah, just, and then Bono took at the everything last, out of it. 
And so they, they was either break up or completely change things around. Right. And that's when they came out with Octung Baby. The last thing you hear them say at the end of the Rattle and Hum video, uh, the movie, is Bono saying to the crowd, we need to go away for a while. Yeah. And re- reimagine it all up again or something like that. Yeah. And they're making fun of it on the podcast. They're like, oh, they're so full of themselves. And I'm like, to us, that was profound. That was like really hipster cool in a way. Like, yeah. It was like, wow, that that's so deep. a different generational totally. look at, at, like you said, they grew up, if, if you grew up with all that, yeah, you probably grew up with, you know, war and boy. Like, yeah, then that felt real and this felt fabricated. Yeah, this would probably be like, dude, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> Why do they suck now? It'd be like if ACDC was just like, oh, we're going to do some like bluegrass rock. <laughs> we're going to reinvent Lower, ourselves. Lowercase ACDC. We're going to reinvent ourselves. <laughs> so then, of course, do you feel loved? Great song. Mofo, their crazy techno electronica. Uh, you've, you've gone far down the list. Yes, I do. See, Gone is probably my favorite song in the whole album. But then I put Holy Joe on there. Yeah. I it, loved this B-side, and they were ripping on it on the other podcast. They thought, oh, it's so bad. It's because at the Kmart opening, they played it. It sounded horrible. But I knew it from the B-side of the tech, the discotheque single. That's how you heard about it? No, that yeah, that's how I knew about that song at all. It was the B-side, and I had the cassette tape. Remember, yeah. we would play that in your car, I think. This could almost go on Octone Baby. Yeah, it's got a little more electronic, or a little more electric guitar than electronic anything yeah but the drums sound a little bit something electronic something yeah here I'll play the chorus really quick I think I will (laughs) eventually oh here it is it's coming everybody here it comes pre-chorus here yeah I actually had this on a party mix that yeah. I just uh, playlist. And then I did the... There's just kind of a fun little ditty. Yeah, and then there, there's a longer version of If God Will Send His Angels from the single that uh, was mostly the same, but I think had a slightly different edit to it. Yeah. Um, I always love hearing, like, uh, Edge in the background doing a super, like, mm-hmm. High falsetto yeah. singing. I love that when he did that on... Uh, there's some stuff on Zeropa where they they did yeah. that, and of course he did Numb, but that was in a low low voice. Oh, Numb is a great song. So this is the remix from the Best of album of Staring at the Sun, and there's the w- reason I like this is because during the chorus there's the harmony. Listen to this. So yeah, it's kind of like more like the acoustic version they did at the concert. Yes, which I love that. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. And then I did Last Night on Earth, which is from the album. Gone is from the album. See, I like the... I kind of like the studio version. Or not studio. Um, yeah. The live version a bit better. Where of Gone? Edge kind of kicks in and does like little backups to, during the chorus. Of this song? Yeah. You mean he sings backup? Yeah. Okay. But still a good song. Yeah. I just love the high-pitched, like, distorted guitar in the opening. Oh, you mean when you go... Yeah. You just do that little howl. Yeah, just yeah. kind of a cool little addition to the song. Totally. Um, and, and then I, I added... I just like the whole message of the song, too. Just, like, about how fame just kind of robs you of, like... Your soul. Yeah, exactly. And then North and South of the River was a B-side on... Which which B-side was it? Oh, it was on the Staring at, at the Sun B-side. And this is a song that was co-written by Bono and this other dude... You'd have some, to look it up. Some, Not some dude. It's some dude in a different band, and I've heard his version of it. It's pretty different. But if you get a chance to check out North and South of the River, really good B-side. Starts out kind of slow, but it's it's a nice ballad. Cool. Um, and then if you wear that velvet dress, I liked. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should burn me the copy of that. It's kind of hard that, to do from. List. It's kind of hard to do from Spotify, but I, I can probably do it. Um, because Spotify is all streaming stuff. I can't burn stuff from it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's just streaming from the web. Not that it matters anymore. Nobody listens to CDs except me. Except you. And my parents. <laughs> oh, they figured out CDs. My no, parents actually, my that. parents only listen to satellite radio, to be honest. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I always liked this song because it was that, like, sexy, slow, mellow, like, under-the-radar kind of kind of cool and then I ended it with Please, and this is the single version. 
and I di- I got rid of Miami. I got rid of the Playboy Mansion on yeah. on my which I'm calling my repop uh, right mix. I see of that. YouTube. So um, there, that's our that's our little U uh, two coverage here. Um, <laughs> there's more ACDC news after that on my Tumblr. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Mrs. Doubtfire sequel in the works? Yeah. I, see, this is my favorite thing about doing this podcast is Rob has no connectivity to the outside world. So if a rumor pops up, I get to tell him about it first. Well, I did hear about the Goonies sequel, which okay. I'm already starting a petition to, to put down. Uh, but... Even if Steven Spielberg is the, the writer of the story? <laughs> it's just not going to be good. You know it's not. Well, you know it. Let's get into like let's get in into your this bones. one first. Let's get into this one first. So Fox 2000, which is a subsidiary of Fox uh, Enterprises, I guess, has tapped Elf Scribe, the guy who wrote the script to Elf, to write the sequel to the 1993 comedy hit, which is now 21 years old. 21 years. Um, and that's we're not even talking about Goonies yet, which is well, over it almost 30 seems years. like cliche to play the Papa's Got a Brand New Bag song in front of the <laughs> Papa's the, Got a Really <laughs> Old Bag <laughs> for the trailer now. Um, anyway, for the 1993 comedy hit Mrs. Doubtfire, with Robin Williams attached to reprise his starring role as Chris and Chris Columbus to as, ret- as not as Chris Columbus. Columbus. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chris Columbus. I made Home Alone <laughs> a long time ago. Um, and Chris Columbus to return as director. The original movie, which was based on an Anne Fine book, followed Williams' struggling actor. Did and... Chris Columbus die? No. Who am I think? Christopher Columbus died. Well, <laughs> are you out. sure about uh, what's your source? I could check Wikipedia um, on that. No, uh, who's the director that? Di- oh, John Hughes. He died. Oh right? yeah, he was a writer director, but uh, okay. and he he co-wrote. He wrote Home Alone. Uh, Chris Columbus directed it. Okay. Um, so maybe that's where you're thinking. Yeah, yeah maybe, I guess that's it. Uh, anyway, the book followed Williams. I, I guess it was a... I never heard it was a book, but uh, followed a struggling actor and divorced father who disguises himself as an elderly housekeeper in order to see his kids in... in uh, did you do you really need to just read the plot for Mrs. Doubtfire? I think I think we all know that one. <laughs> all right. I can you let it go. probably could have skipped that paragraph. Sally Field and Pierce Brosnan also starred. The pic- oh, Sally Field and Pierce Brosnan were in it too? Yeah, they were in it. Oh, okay. It was a run by fruiting. Uh, the pick took more than four hundred million dollars box office worldwide, so that's why they're making another one. Um, Fox, why, why let a decent movie go without a shitty sequel if what, we can make some more money off of it? So the WME repped Baron bombs. The other credits include uh, the Haunted Mansion and the Spiderwick Chronicles. So oh, I guess both that's fantastic movies. So that's the director, I guess, I, who's gonna. I think I watch the Haunted Mansion no. every year. I just try to make a point out of it, just to remember all the. Oh, the guy, the screenwriter. Yeah. The screenwriter also wrote the Haunted Mansion and the Spiderwick Chronicles. Great. Yeah. Classics. This Timeless. is gonna suck. So uh, it's not. So written... don't go see Mrs. Doubtfire two. Let's just stick our heads in the sand on maybe, that one. Maybe she'll die in this and one. Pret- <laughs> oh no! I'm dead. Dinan it, dinan it, dude. Looks like a dead lady. I don't know, but uh, the the girl who played the little girl, I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, the smallest girl of all the Matilda, right? Right, basically Matilda. She said, "Yeah, no." Yeah, good. Yeah, she's like, I have. No... I'm too busy. Well, she's not. I mean, at all, right? I... But. She said, I don't care. The, the, the first movie is what it is. It should not be made into a sequel. Thank you. So that's been the biggest news. But I think they're just going to go, fine, you don't get to play. Yeah. Well, she, they hadn't invited her anyway, but they're just gonna... she's like, if they approach me, I will not do it. So um, that, was, that was her attitude on that. That's my attitude on that. <laughs> well, they weren't asking you to play the little girl either. How do you know? Maybe I just haven't told you they called me. Because you didn't even know this was a movie. <laughs> Yeah, but they thought I could play the little girl, I guess. I don't know. Have you heard that they found the Loch Ness Monster? Oh, really? Yes, I will show you some satellite photos here. Basically, it was a... a giant monster-like biological shape at Loch Ness. How do they know it's a biological shape? Well, nature has certain shapes that just kind of... Like Loch Ness shapes? Like that. Like that image right there. So if you've seen this, you can look it up. fish. It does. It looks like, in fact, somebody somewhere said that it looks like a uh, uh, some, uh, blue whale. Not a blue whale. Some kind of big whale. Uh, and they showed a picture of it. It kind of looks like the same size. 
So nobody knows what it is yet, but everybody keeps commenting on it and saying, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, uh, it I'm is. Sure it's, I'm sure it's the Loch Ness Monster. That's probably what it when, is. What else is it going to be? It's in Loch Ness, and it looks like a monster. Yep. Although, it, why don't they just have satellite fo- satellites over the lake at all times? And just well, constantly taking photos and That's video. not how satellites work. Yes, it is. We could, <laughs> you can't on. just plop it over one spot on the Earth. It's yes, got to move can. at a certain speed. Um, so what happened was that uh, Google was... To, see, it looks like this one. It looks like uh, a whale yeah, shark. Yeah, it looked like a whale shark, which obviously it couldn't be. But No. It, well, I mean, look how big... I mean, it, Loch Ness is huge. I don't, I, I don't think they could have a shark in there, but I, I don't know what else they it, could have. Who knows what that is? It, um, it could just be like... A wave or so something. I, basically, water. basically, what happened is Apple Maps had a satellite taking pictures of the whole world, and people who were looking for Loch Ness monster decided to use that to look and see what they could see, and they saw this, and everyone went, "Oh boy!" And some people went, "Nah," and other people went, "Yaha!" And other people went, "Uh uh-uh. uh," and that's kind of how it went, and it's still kind of going. So, more inconclusive evidence of yeah. nothing. <laughs> Great. But that's been a big thing lately. So are are you one of the people that believes in the Loch Ness Monster? Or are you just like... No. Not no, at all? There, there's definitely no Loch Ness Monster. No little green men, no Bigfoot. No. Why would a dinosaur be living in a lake? I just... Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, because... Why, you know, why is Madagascar covered with animals that don't exist anywhere else in the Galapagos Islands? It's because that's a habitat I that just, is... I find it very difficult to believe that something that large, like wouldn't make itself more known i mean it's it's like it's purposefully hiding out maybe you're mistaking wildlife for having some sort of an ego no not making that it, itself it, known like hey no, pay it, attention to me it's the exact opposite like how could something that big like you said loch ness loch ness is a is a big lake yeah it's not that big it's not the ocean no it's I mean, not the ocean but it might be deep enough that something yeah. can hide underneath in caves or something like that and live happily on the algae of and other fish down there I don't know. Uh, I'm not I saying there know. is. I'm, I'm saying no. It's just it's not. There's no there's no Loch Ness monster. All right. Um, well, one other thing we need to do here is uh, check in with our correspondents uh, over at the A's game. Uh, we have a couple. Um, we, we have a remote. Yeah, it's a new feature here we're on gonna, the show, and we we've we may got, have to do this got more. Correspondents now. We've got people actually willing to go out there. And well, it's not that we have more people. Yeah, true. We just have more. We have ourselves. So, uh, real quick, we're going to check in with Mike and Rob over at the A's game in Oakland. Mike and Rob, over to you. Thanks, Rob and Mike. We're here at the A's game. This is Mike and Rob coming to you live from the A's game in Oakland Coliseum. Uh, how, how's it going so far, Rob, in the game here? Uh, not, not well. Looking, looking down the barrel of a, a home sweep by the Rangers. So. Well, they're not at home. Well, yeah, but we're at home. Right, so we're it's a home swept because we're getting swept. Yeah, we got we're getting swept at home. It would appear. So, so the score right now they're they're playing too legit to quit. So, perhaps that will turn the tide. Yeah, you can't quit now. Too legit. So first you put two fingers up like the number two, like bunny ears. Then you do an L with your index finger and your thumb. Back to the two index and middle finger and then you'd shake your hand back and forth in kind of a, a duck face bill you know duck bill to make the yeah, quit just like you know with, with a flat palm oh flat palm out palm down you know you just swipe it okay th- i can do that um what's the score right now rob what inning are we in yeah we are heading into the bottom of the eighth it's three to nothing it's not looking good for the home crowd oh, three nothing that sounds like we're winning no, no, three nothing. Otherwise, nothing to three, we'd be winning. Well, that that's not what we have right now. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, what do you think we should do at this point in the game, Rob? Um, win. Or what? Uh, score runs. I don't know. Or we could leave. Or we can leave. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. We leave. We 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 avoid probably a lot of traffic. And we could do that. To witness a loss. I mean. So if we don't witness it, it's like it didn't happen. Well, not that it didn't happen, but it's just like something you don't want to watch, you know? Right. So aside from the score, uh, anything else interesting happening at the game here today? Yeah, had some good plays. Uh, not many hits from the A's. So. Okay, I'm really tired talking about sports. What else is going on? How was your hot dog? I had two hot dogs today. They were both delicious. One was pretty hot, but I did get the hot link, so I don't know what I expected. I had the... Uh, Big atomic dog, which was big and atomic, and a dog. And I had the sweet Italian. Wasn't very sweet, didn't taste Italian. 
Uh, we also ran into Stomper earlier today. Yeah, and then we backed up and we did it again and again. That's horrible. That was just bad. <laughs> he was actually, okay, Stomper, in case we're not uh, talking to any A's fans here, who is Stomper? Stomper is the A's mascot. They, uh, he's an elephant, a big, he looks like a very large stuffed animal that walks around the stadium. Very and, large. And he was actually stomping too. Yeah, he was. He was stomping down the stairs. I just, I love the guy's commitment to the character. What, what guy? The stomper, you know, the guy who's in the stomper costume. It's a, it's a costume. It's not. What? What? It's, it's a, just a costume. There's a guy inside. No, it's an elephant, Rob. In a well, oh, you mean oh, the elephant in the A's costume? Yeah, you're you're right, Mike. It's your, I'm sorry, my bad. Thank you. Just the elephant. Yep, it's just an elephant. So uh, we also saw one of our uh, old favorites from before you even moved away to uh, San Diego, or maybe around the time you did. But uh, our favorite kettle corn guy. Uh, yeah, my favorite kettle corn guy. Love him. Who is he? Tell the, tell the listeners about him. Well, his name's Methuselah or something like that. It's probably like Roy or, you know, one of those names nobody uses anymore. And why? And what's so special about him? He's like 110 years old and still, like, sells concessions walking through the crowds, selling kettle corn. But what's so special about how he sells kettle corn? He looks very happy doing it. I don't know. You, why don't, it's how he says it. How does he say it, Rob? Uh, you're gonna... He's he's missing all his teeth, and what does he say? Kettle corn. No, you know what he says. No, I don't. Kettle corn. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't remember this? No, I, I no. You're taking me back. Now I do. Now that you said it that way. <laughs> That's the kettle corn guy. We love kettle him. Corn. Kettle corn. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Like, reporting live from Oakland, California. Back to you, Robin Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, that. That was, uh, that was update. great. Yeah, they did a good job. So we'll have to check in with those guys, uh, you know, out and about. Yeah, I appreciate them being there. It's too bad that the A's actually uh, did lose today. So yeah, I got their butts handed to them. Here, here's your butt. Yep. (laughs) Were you missing this? It's probably because we kicked it all the way over there. (laughs) Yeah, they did. So it's over there. You can go grab it on your way out. Just so you know, we're we're uh, Oakland A's fans over here at the Mike and Rob podcast. If you have a problem with that. Why? Uh, please, well, yeah, <laughs> let it go. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just and, sports. And secondly, um, don't hate us. Just keep listening, please. So that would be cool. Um, uh, and, and everyone else can shut up. Yeah, that's. I, I wanted to have an aggressive stance. Yeah, shut up, everybody. A's are the best. You shut your mouths. Yeah, you guys are lame. Um, so a couple more <laughs> things I wanted to cover here, and I'm messing with the microphone, so please... Excuse the noise that I... I don't know. I think we just lost about 10% of our listenership with that little move. You know, I'm trying, okay? <laughs> I am trying the best I can. Wait, go back to the Goonies 2 thing. Okay, so Goonies 2 um, is in the works. Uh, Richard Donner directing. Okay, I mean, that's a plus. My guess is nobody from that movie except... Uh, what's his name? Josh Brolin. I like, I like they use the Goonies too from the the Nintendo Super regular Nintendo video game of the Goonies. Right. They made two Goonies games. Yeah. And uh, actually, the no. One. I think did, did they, they use just two, add, or was that the first one? And they just made like another story uh, calling it Goonies Two. Or they just put a two at the end of the poster there. Yeah, maybe it's just like a it's couple just of a Photoshop. Bones. Yeah. So um, the article reads thusly. Nearly 30 years after the Goonies made a mark on the childhood of millions of for, de- for decades after its release. I've showed my nephews this movie, and they love it, too. Everybody um, should see it. It is dated, for sure, but uh, my nephews dug it. It's a great adventure story. It's kids going on a treasure hunt. What's dated oh, about that? I mean, Freaking pirates and... Uh, booby, booty traps? Booty, no, booby traps. That's what I said, booty trap. <laughs> uh, it's got short round. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, Is it going to have all of them like all grown up? I think so. Let's see. Uh, in addition... Is it going to be like National Treasure 3, but with the Goonies? <laughs> What's the matter with National Treasure 3? Well, there isn't one, but... I yeah, was just there, thinking like, now, that, now that they're all adults... <laughs> like, yeah, it's just going to look like a National Treasure going... movie. Or, or they could go the other route and it'll be like them and their kids, which is kind of what the new Star Wars movie is going to do. 
What, what do you think the name of the pirate is that the, is going to be that they're going after? Because originally like, it was um, it was One Eyed Willie, which I always thought sounded like a nickname for, for a, a wiener. Penis. Yeah. So uh, did, did you like? Have you seen Doug's long, long neck dong the pirate? <laughs> have you seen Doug's tattoo of One Eyed Willie? No. It's awesome. Like he got the, it. Oh, like the the skeleton. He got a skeleton of a skeleton one eyed Willie With the patch. Tattooed. Yep, we'll okay. have to have him show you. Um, our friend Doug, my friend Doug too. Um, so of course, the uh, given the immense popularity and longevity of the Goonies, a sequel has been a possibility for some time. Would have been better if they did it back in the eighties. Uh, but yeah. only now, with interest expressed from the original cast, like Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, which Sean Astin still looks almost exactly the same. He kind of does. Uh, Corey Feldman, who is living in a cardboard box somewhere. Uh, 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 Goonies 2 does seem more likely. Uh, in addition so it to casting, is going to have originally... I wasn't sure if they are going to well, kind of do like a rehash or what. It says, well, it can't be like, we're going to recast a bunch of other kids and it's somehow going to take place. 30 years later. I'm wondering how they're going to get um, uh, well, Shebop. What's her name? Was Shebop? Yeah. Shebop, I said. Oh. No, you said was Shebop. I said what? Uh, Shebop. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, girls just want to have fun. Uh, oh, uh, Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper to do the soundtrack. <laughs> Shebop. You don't remember <laughs> that one? Yeah, I do now, but I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. I know it's about. not her number well, one hit. You said but... and... <laughs> I thought maybe you were talking about the the mom, the Fratelli's mom. Like, is, was that her name? You know that surly old lady. Who's yes, like, I. Well, I know her. Probably a pirate herself. Before is, making if she's that still movie. alive, she, can you imagine her looking much worse? No, no, definitely not. She um, already looked like a man. I mean, yeah, like a big potato. Not even a handsome man. No. Uh, she was she was nasty looking and and scared me in uh, Throw Mama from the Train, which I saw in the theaters at seven years old. Yeah, Owen, <laughs> Owen, it's too spicy. You don't have a cousin Patty. It's like just Eric Cartman. <laughs> uh, anyway, it says. Uh, in addition to casting, none other than Steven Spielberg, also according to Donner, came up with the story's sequel. I'm sorry, the sequel's story. Spielberg, I, I think that's my dyslexia coming in. Uh, Spielberg wrote the story for the original film, and his uh, participation might therefore be reassuring for Goonies purists. Goonies 2 would... <laughs> so like a group of people out there that are like... Yeah, it's a... They have, they have meetings. They have a meetup.com. They've been, they're like, oh, we've been meeting for 20 years and 30 years, <laughs> and, they've, and finally hey, like we have something to talk about. Have you about. seen any Goonies ripoffs lately? No. They've yeah. been protecting. They've been the purists that have been protecting us all. The Goonie purists are doing their job. Exactly. The horrible Goonie <laughs> movie in sight. That's specious reasoning, Rob. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, so Goonies two would take appropriately uh, take place thirty years in the future after the events of the first film, and would feature the children of Mikey Brand and the rest of the gang. So you'd, you'd hope they'd bring in some kids to give it that life of. They better. That's what the goon. That's what the best part of Goonies was. Yeah, when they're kids. all freaking out, when they're scared, it's funny and yeah. doing stuff like the truffle. Oh, Chunk has got to do a twenty fifteen truffle shuffle. I, I can only. I what can if only he's sh- lost like a ton of weight? Yeah, he's like he's like all <laughs> built now and just cut. He does the truffle shuffle and it just holds. It no doesn't really anymore. work. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't only mean anymore because he's got two percent body fat. <laughs> He's like, I got into rugby. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So he's got. They've all got to be in there swimming. They've got to all be in their mid twenty, mid forties now. So uh, let's hope that that movie does not suck. But as you said, there's no way it can't, huh? Is that your final stance? I don't. I don't know that there's no way it can't. I think that's a little unfair, but it's just high, high likelihood. Did you see... Uh, I think the odds of it not sucking are uh, 40 to 1 in Vegas right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard to, to make a really good quality, timeless sequel. Yeah. And especially if it's something that's 30 years 20, or 21 years in the case of Mrs. Doubtfire after the fact. You know? And it's just like, it's one of those movies from your childhood that you just like cherish. Right. It's, and so it's tainted by... You duplicate that magic again. Right. You and just, even you when can't. you watch... Indiana, if you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're like, I know someday that character is going to get married to that woman <laughs> in a horrible, horrible movie. 
you know, part four. And it does taint it a little bit retroactively, I think. Yeah. Um, and, who, you know, you know, sometime in the future, too, they're probably going to remake that movie, too. Which one? Indiana Jones. Yeah, well... They're that... going to get worse and worse and worse about that. They're going to start I... remaking classics. Did I tell you about, or did you hear Pretty about... Soon you're going to see Jack Black playing in, you know, whispering the words Rosebud. <laughs> Citizen Kane remade yes. by Michael Bay. <laughs> and he's going to give Kane, Charles Foster Kane, nostrils. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other quick thing is going back to sports real quick. Did you see this uh, this guy who hit the cover off the ball? No. The Brewers uh, catcher got up to bat. Um, let's see what's his name. Uh, Martin Maldonado. So maybe I can play it for you here real quick. I wonder quick. if he's Candy Maldonado's son. I was wondering that. I Probably mean, it would not, make sense. The but... timing's about right. Oh, we got video on this. Oh, yeah. back at him. So he hits it to the third baseman. Third baseman throws it. Came off the and it ball. just dribbles into the first baseman. Whoa, that's like a, a that's natural moment. from the movie The Natural. The yep. The but, it, but it was... He just got a single. He I know, right? He didn't, like, up. smash into some oh lights goodness. and throw sparks everywhere. Bum, 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 bum. No, so that didn't happen. So, but it was a cool little uh, thing that I saw. And then, uh, lastly, uh, there was something else I was going to talk about... Um, the hell was that? I don't know. Some kids are playing in the backyard here. Damn, I hate kids. So you remember when we went and had uh, breakfast at Denny's the other day before we took down that shed? <laughs> yeah. Read the headline there for us, will yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I am. Woman found dead behind Denny's on Willow Pass Road in Concord. Creepy. They suspect suicide. You stay classy, Concord. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Uh, just kind of a bummer. There's a lot yeah, that, of like yeah. homeless people That's around right. here, crazy people around here, drug dealers. It's not the classiest town. You live in Martinez, where it's a little nicer. A little bit. In your in your neighborhood's much nicer than mine. Mar- Martinez has its 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 element of of whiskey tango. That's for sure. Uh huh. WT for short. You, uh-huh. you you guys can put the rest of it together. I didn't get that because I I usually follow that up with Foxtrot, so I didn't get the reference. Yeah. Yeah, but just, uh, we'll let we'll let the listeners figure that one out for themselves. Anyway, I'm using this to figure out what Tumblr is all about, so I'm following other podcasts here. Oh, Earwolf, okay. um, Earwolf, more Earwolf, and yeah, the kids are playing like kicking a ball up against a fence back there or something. Tons yeah. of stuff from Earwolf. Um, but also listen to my listen to my buddies over at Media Vandal Podcast. Uh, they're they're the guys out in uh, uh, Alamo area danville area um my buddy brandon does a podcast with his buddy clayton uh so check them out they're at uh, mediavandal.com i think but it's also all over itunes stitcher uh soundcloud probably media vandal they just did a great one reviewing you know we reviewed uh captain america right after seeing it they just did a they did a way more in-depth coverage of of what they liked and didn't like about uh winter soldier I think they loved okay. it way more than we did, so it was kind of fun to listen to. Oh, yeah, well, people are always a lot better about picking out symbolism in movies than I am. Well, they called it like a... Um, how? Because I called it kind of like a diehard movie, but that wasn't right. And I heard uh, Kevin Smith say that it was like um, All the President's Men is an action movie. And it was like that political espionage kind of thing. That, so That was the cool thing about it, yeah. yeah. It, was like, it wasn't just... A superhero movie where he goes around and like beats up the bad guy and foils the bad guy's plot. It was like there was there was some you know there was a real plot to it. There yeah. really was, and it There's was some good, other things going on. It was good action, but it was also a good story, really good story and, and intrigue. Yeah. Um, one of the other podcasts I listened to is the How Did This Get Made podcast, and they're covering the Bruce Willis classic from 1994, Color of Night, which they described <laughs> well, there's as... There's a director's cut now? Oh, yeah. With fixed 15, 15 extra, extra steamy, steamy minutes. <laughs> um, what's this guy's name? Uh, who does it? Um, you know him from The League and everything. Uh, uh, yeah, that's Dr. Nozick. Um, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Shear. Yeah. So he says... It's not really a porn. Andre, Andre knows it. Right. Yeah. And, he and says, Raffi. He says, uh, Color of Night, it's not really a porn, but it's really a porn. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna have to check that one out. It's a it great does. podcast called "How Did This Get Made?" and they just make fun of. They'll pick a movie and make fun of it for a week. It's really great. Oh, who's that? Amy Schur- Amy Schumer. Schumer. I love her. I think she's one of the funniest people out there right now. And uh, of course, uh, Jason Manzukis, the guy with the hair. Yeah, Rafi from See, from the league. I don't watch that much of the league. Oh, I've dude, watched, you got to watch the league. I, I have. I've watched like the first ha- season or so. No, you got to watch more. All right, you, you should be watching it right now. All right. Anyway, everyone who's listening to this, if you're not watching the league, you should be watching it. It's on. Uh, not only you do uh, not have to be into fantasy football to understand what's going on. They very rarely no. mention fantasy well, football. They on the show. they talk about the league that they're in but not so much the sport right so that's that makes it easier to just and the play seasons along. are only like 10 or 12 episodes like there aren't many episodes right so season uh it's all on netflix right now as far as i know um and uh yeah so earwolf has a bunch of podcasts that i listen to they seem to be the only ones on uh tumblr but again tumblr i'm uh, we're at uh mike rob podcast on there uh mike rob podcast on twitter uh, Facebook.com slash Mike Rob Podcast. Tell a friend, everybody. Tell your friends. Yeah. To listen to us. Because we're so entertaining. Yeah. I mean, um, we want we want to go viral. Rob, how many times have you listened to your own podcast? Oh, like... So many. So many. So many. I, I just listen to them over and over again. Cause so many. I love the sound of your voice. Thank you. Yeah. I mean... I'm dreaming of a way... Dup, dup. Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. That's we're out of the season for that, but not if you're listening to this during Christmas time. Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Merry Christmas. So uh, we're gonna wrap this one up, Rob. Anything else you want to contribute to this episode six, which is a little late? We'll hopefully be getting into episode seven to you a little early, but we'll see. Not not really. Um, I had some advice for battling Columbia House, but since they seem to have gone by the wayside, uh, it's it's not very timely. You had a secret? Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say I had that VHS thing. Yeah. So they kept sending me those videos. Right. So I would open it, find out the video was crap, then I would glue it closed again, <laughs> and then I would just put return to sender on so there. So as and if you'd never opened it. Yeah. And Wait, did you watch the movie first? No, no. It, no, it, it was shrink-wrapped. I, right, right, right. I didn't want them to charge me for it, so I just sent it back. And after doing that for about eight or nine months, <laughs> actually it might have been like a year doing that, they sent me a letter, and they're like, please don't do that anymore. Really? Like, fill out the card, send it back to us, and we just won't send it to you. You don't have to worry about it. You're like, no. And I'm like, I have a secret. Nah, I don't want to do that. I was, I'm, I'm getting away with murder here. So they kept sending me the videos, and I kept sending them right back. And they just eventually just stopped sending me stuff. I got completely out of my contract with them, and so, only and never bought another full price movie from them. Oh, nice! You got all your ones for the penny. Yeah, and never had to do anything else. Right. So remember, people, if you ever go back in time to a time when <laughs> Columbia House is sending you stuff for a penny but then charging you full price and more which is a plausible situation this you know it, it was called a loss leader that's what they would do um but when you go back in time first of all don't change anything don't touch anything don't change anything <laughs> don't step on any plants no nope. it's called the butterfly effect look it up don't do that and then it's just glue back the glue the package back together and send it back to. Uh, well, sometimes House. I didn't even open them. I was just like, meh. I'm just not even gonna. Bother. What was nice about the CDs is they had a little window so you could see what the album was. Yeah. In the in the package, but when you go back in time, be careful about that. Don't kill your parents. I don't know why people are always killing grandparents and stuff and and going when they go back in time. Why why are they such? Why do we keep sending murderers back in time? What are you talking about? You know the killing your grandfather and then you don't exist paradox. Oh, well, what, yeah, Who are guess, all these people killing their own grandparents? What, I, what would honestly, possess you? I believe if you had a time machine, you wouldn't go back in time to, like, destroy your own existence. It would, first of well, you might. I'm going to create a paradox. Well, what if you were just curious if it would happen? What? What, what could possibly go right in that situation? <laughs> what could happen to the point where you're like, Wait, that should be wow, the name. Wow, that was so awesome. We may have to rename this podcast to <laughs> What Could Possibly Go Right. Yeah. Like, only bad things could come from going back in time and killing your grandparents. Hey, okay, like, so so don't do that, anybody. That Take our advice. In traveling back in time, that's another bad thing. Don't do that. 
and don't get stuck in a Columbia record collection. Uh, well, if you contract. do, if you do, like there, there's a way out. There's you a way to screw the keep system. Getting them to send them, send them the monthly CD or VHS. And also, um, stop Hitler. Yeah, that'd be good. Please, that'd be good. Um, stop nine eleven. Make yeah. that not happen, please. Yeah. What the hell? Why are you guys not stopping nine eleven? I don't. I, I. I. honestly think they had that. You know, they had that contest um, for the the um, NCAA tournament recently. Okay. This year, Warren Buffett and Yahoo like teamed said, up and said that if anyone can produce like, oh. a, a perfect bracket, right, where get... they fill out the winners of all. Well, the first is thirty-two games, and then sixteen, eight, two, right. and one. They give them how many? There's, how you know, many dollars? Some math involved in that. Um, there is, uh, you'd get a, a billion dollars with a B. Billion. They give you a billion dollars because it's freaking impossible to right. pick it out. The odds are, and the fact that nobody won, to me, is just like proof. total proof that there's no such thing as time travel, and there will never be anything as time ah, travel. Ah, we, we may have to say this for another episode, but I disagree. That does not disprove it. Yes, it does. Nope. Why so, wouldn't you want a billion dollars? Right. When all you had to do is just be like, here. We're going to get into it. We'll, we could dedicate an entire podcast episode to time travel I, and theory. I think, I think we owe it to the public what to do that. What if we already have because our future selves went back and did it? I don't think so. I think I would have that bracket. You'd if think I, that, but I have theories to why you would still be wrong. Okay. Well, so I'll we'll look save forward that for to hearing time. that next time. So our last item that I want to get to before we sign off here, uh, an old friend of ours clicked like on the Facebook page just today. Oh yeah, who's a person that? we have in common? A very important person in well, my life. We have life. to mention it if they've clicked like. Well, I'm not doing that for everybody because we do it's harder to track. It's hard to track, but I would love to be able to do that. But uh, someone named Miss Christina. Oh yeah, cool. Our old boss <laughs> from Kids Country. From Kids Country from 1998. 1998 till 2001 for me. For you, you. Like, and, and mine you were longer. like 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there that long, but yeah, she was my boss for a long time, and I kind of stayed there until she quit there and went off and started a whole family. And now she's got a whole family, and she's uh, living up in Sacramento, and is uh, you know she's a total fitness nut. Yep, she still is. She's a freaking fitness almond. 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 We've been through this. Okay. <laughs> Walnut. She's a cashew. It's walnut. <laughs> she's a nut about fitness her, her calves are as big as my head so um she's now basically running gold's gym in sacramento i think and um uh, she teaches a lot of classes she says that's when she does all her exercise now and uh, well, I mean, if you teach an exercise class i mean you're getting your work that's out. all you need yeah right and she's raising a family and she's going to jamaica every year because like she's just badass that way uh thanks for Click and like on the Facebook page there, Miss Christina, boss, as I call her, and uh, listen in because we're like talking about you now and stuff. So yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks for thanks for letting us know you're out there. I knew she was out there. Well, I mean, I did too, but I mean, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean. I'm glad you knew she was out there. Um, so that's it. So for uh, for Mike and Rob, which is the podcast that we're listening to, mm-hmm. this is Mike. This is Rob signing off. Check you later. Wicka wicka wicka.